God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. We are also good. Good morning. My name is Chan Choi. My pronouns are he, him, his, serving Urban Village, Edgewater, and South Loop as a site pastor. How many of you are a big fan of Enneagram? Let me borrow Grant Swanson's introduction about Enneagram, who is our deacon, who is our very own member, and who is leading Enneagram series through the Facebook Live. Let's give a shout out to Grant. Enneagram is nine types of personality and about internal motivation and desire to do and make a decision. I highly recommend following his Enneagram video series from our church Facebook page, and I love this series. I'm type one. Hi, all my perfectionist friends. When I first took a test to figure out my type, I was somewhat refusing the result. But actually, there are a lot of evidences proving I'm type one. And one of habits is found when I'm reading a book, especially Kindle. When you read a Kindle first time, preface or introduction page would be showed up as a default. Then I always move to the cover, title page, copyright, contents, and preface again. I don't know why, but I just don't want to miss any small tiny part. And then I spend relatively longer time at preface because it'll be a part the author put more effort into. I pay more attention to the very last part of preface where it is used as a dedication because these people have affected the author's life and thought. So let me read a part of this preface from one of my favorite books. As I think about pivotal moments and failures in my life where I have broken down into tears, it is my wife, Anne, who has always been strong, present, loving, and there. And let me jump to the last part. This book is for her. I'm sure that Anne's presence and support might allow Christian being bold in the ministry. And here is another favorite book, Strength to Love by Martin Luther King Jr. To my mother and father, whose deep commitment to the Christian faith and unswerving devotion to its timeless principles has given me an inspiring example of the strength to love. Even though I haven't met his parents, I could see that his parents would be the one who show the way to live as Christian in faith with love. If there is a dedication page in the book of Ruth, where today's passage comes from, it would look like this. Let's pretend Ruth is the author of this book. To Naomi, the one who remained alone in the wilderness but didn't give up who had been through the time of adversities, but moved forward from these with persistence in hope. Who taught me who God is and how to lean on God. Who is my family, mentor, and friend. From last week, we have thought about this question, now what? 
In the midst of adversities, we may ask this question to ourselves in despair. Now what? It would be the same question that Naomi would ask in the midst of series of adversities. And we can find the answer from the book of Ruth. And we just heard a hint from its preface. God redeemed her bitterness. God filled her emptiness. And God turned her despair into hope. So are you ready to open the next chapter where we can find the answer of our question, now what? Hold tight. Their story is so wild. For where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. You people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death part me from you. Are you familiar with this phrase? This text from Ruth is a wedding favor, and it is also a part of Mary's vows. However, if we think about the context where this vow is claimed, you may consider choosing another passage for the wedding because this words from the worst of time rather than the best of times. I don't want to do the suffering Olympics here, but Naomi's life experience might be one of the toughest. First of all, it was not a good time to leave the days when the judges ruled. Without a king and government, Israel was troubled. It was rough and violent. What is worse was famine. In Bethlehem, where is their hometown, they couldn't find a way to survive. So, they had to immigrate to Moab. It would be about 50 miles long journey, but culturally and religiously, the distance was tremendous. Moab had been Israel's enemy throughout their history. So, it would be so dangerous and shameful to seek refuge in Moab. In spite of these hardships, Naomi and her husband and two sons were able to settle down in Moab. Then, Naomi lost her husband. There's no information of when, why, and how. And that would make us more bitter. When her two sons got married, Naomi would find a piece of hope from these two couples. However, after 10 years of their marriage, her two sons died without any children. The original family of Naomi had a journey to find plenty from empty, but now she left alone, being empty again. Later this chapter, she renamed herself from Naomi means present, pleasant to Mara, which means bitter. And that describes her status of being alone without a future. Have you had a similar experience in your life? A series of adversities stalk you and your life is falling apart and encountering suffering, loss, hardship and pain when you just can't find a piece of hope. You may have a similar experience like Naomi, who cried out 
when she urged her daughters-in-law to return to their mother's house. The hand of the Lord has turned against me. The hand of the Lord has turned against me. We may say it with a scary diagnosis, a broken relationship, the loss of a job, and the death of our loved ones. We may say it louder in despair because we don't know how or if our current situation or our security, our hope will be restored or redeemed. You may have heard this saying, a person can live for weeks without food, days without water, and minutes without air. But it is impossible to live one second without hope. Then where, where can we find hope in this time of hardship? What can bring us to move forward from these adversities? It's time to give our attention to Ruth. When Naomi made a decision of returning to Bethlehem, it would not be a glorious return, but it would be a return of unfortunate family that people would murmur about. So, it was the right thing to do, commanding her two daughters-in-law to return to their mother's house because they could have a chance of remarriage or be in security, security with family at least. So Orpha kissed Naomi and left, but Ruth clung to her. And this is a pivotal moment for both Ruth and Naomi. For Ruth, she takes a risk to be the most vulnerable in this return. She's a foreigner and woman, a widow, and an enemy of Israel. However, she is willing to embrace it by saying, where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. What made Ruth decided to vow to Naomi? Ruth had observed how Naomi has worked through the adversities. Even though she was frustrated and falling apart, she has been moving forward with persistence. After losing her husband, she didn't leave the land and kept the family with her two sons. When she lost her two sons, she tried to act in her daughter's-in-law's best interest and blast their new journey. Ruth would wonder how Naomi was able to move forward from adversities and come to trust in Naomi's God. So, when she clung to Naomi, it was a moment to become a new family member of her for the new journey, at the same time, to join in a new relationship with God in faith. For Naomi, from this moment, she is not being alone, but having a company to be with on the way of returning. When Ruth clung to her, the process of remedy had already started through this relationship. Because her emptiness is filled with Ruth and her devotion and trust. 
There was no miracle like a revival of her husband or two sons, but this faithful relationship might be powerful enough to realize a divine care and intervention of God in her life. They don't know what circumstances are lying ahead in their new journey, but they do know that they will be together no matter what. So, do you have this faithful relationship? The one who clings to you no matter what. The one who will be with you wherever you go, wherever you stay. You may call them as your mentor, leader, helper, companion, or friend. This faithful relationship might help you to move forward from adversities with persistence because you are not going to face these sufferings never alone. This is an article from The Atlantic. Its title is somewhat depressing. The crisis could last 18 months be prepared. It's been two months since this article was published and unfortunately, it seems to have the right prediction. We may move to the page 3 recovery someday in June, but it may take longer to return to our normal life. So if we do not move forward with persistence now, if we couldn't answer this question of now what, we may live in despair by focusing on the uncertainty and anxiety from the unknown ending of the story. Some years ago, I read an article about two Boston Marathon amputee survivors race. You may remember this tragedy that killed three and wounded hundred. And Adrienne Haslett was one of the victims. She was a professional ballroom dancer and watching the race when the bombs went off and she lost her leg. And it took three years until she decided to come back as a runner for this race in 2016. And I found an insightful interview of her and she said, a lot of people think about the finish line, but I think about the start line. It took three years until she stood at the start line for the race. It wasn't easy to train with the prosthetic blade and she had to endure a hip flexor injury. But she finally stood at the start line where she could start the new race, where she moved forward from the adversities with top. From today's passage, I can see Naomi and Ruth who are standing at this start line with hope, who are ready to move forward for the new life and new day, who are willing to support and help each other for this race. As we know, they finished their race together in God's blessing. It was a race and journey that scarcity turns into abundance, emptiness to fullness, bitterness 
to hopefulness. We are here at the start line. You have been through a lot of challenges and adversities, but you are here at the start line without giving up. And it's time to start the new race with hope. This race will be rough and tough and can be challenging. However, do not be afraid because you are not alone. You can find your company from this community of faith who are running the race together. And from this faithful relationship, you can find God's presence who never leaves us alone. And through this race, our scarcity might turn into abundance, emptiness to fullness, bitterness to hopefulness. Amen.